Hello and welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents, the Real Value Series. My name is Bill Slover. I'm a financial advisor with Allen & Company. And today I've got a couple of special guests with me. I have Mitch Loken and Brian Johns, both with the Bahia Shriners. Um, Mitch is a, a member of the Bahia Shrine, as I mentioned. He's a part of the Imperial Marketing Communications team that handles public relations and marketing. And uh, Brian is Chief Rayban and first vice president of Bahia Shrine. Uh, Mitch, before we get into some, some questions, because we're going to talk uh, about the Shriners Hospitals today, um, give me a little bit more of your background, if you will. Uh, well, you know, I have uh, was able to join the Masonic fraternity uh, back in the early 2000s. And as my travels uh, allowed me to uh, go up the line, I was able to join Bahia Shrine uh, right around 2006. And from as the time I started working with them, I was very involved. I had many different titles, uh, membership chairman, uh, president of Iron Horses, uh, working youth shrine football games, uh, and as since I was out there and working in the community, people noticed me and they said, "Hey, we got a job for you." And then I put me in the we call it the bottom of the line, <laughs> and, and it's about a seven-year training course that allows you to then become potentate or president, as we call it, of the actual organization in the local counties that we are in. Excellent. Um, so Bahia Shrine uh, operates out of Orange, Osceola, Lake Sumter. Uh, Volusia in Seminole counties. So with those areas in Central Florida, we do have uh, 13 other temples that carry other areas in the state of Florida. Um, but when you're there, you have to be active in all those counties, working with the local politicians, working with the local community members, hosting circuses and anything else we have to do. And because of that, I kept getting elected and I ended up being uh, the potentate in 2017. Excellent, excellent. And and Brian, uh, give us a little more about your background. Sure. Um, I have been in the Shriners for 25 years, or actually it'll be 25 years uh, for 2023. Uh, I initially got involved uh, through a, a friend who was a musician who um, told, told me, uh, hey, how would you like to put your talents to good work for children? And uh, that's that's how they sucker you in, and I guess initially, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, I I went through all the steps of of finding out how to become a Shriner. At first, I, I had to become a Freemason, uh, which was a step I was real willing to take. And uh, once I went through all the steps and the uh, uh, the process, uh, I got involved uh, in in the Shrine. I've been a, a, a president of, of the musicians unit, a, a drum and bugle corps. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, as I've been in the shrine all these years, I decided to, to get involved in leadership. And so I'm in the middle of this seven-year chain that Mitch was talking about. My, my term as the president or potentate will be next year in 2023. Excellent. I appreciate that, Brian. And, and Brian, uh, the Shriners have a couple of real important anniversaries this year, one being the organization itself. How many years has the, uh, the Shrine organization been in existence? Sure, yeah. So the organization actually turns 150 years old uh, this year. Uh, it started back in 1870 with a group of 13 Freemasons, who wanted to get together. Uh, they were headed up by a, a doctor. His name was Walter Fleming and an actor. Uh, his name was Billy Florence. 
Um, and they wanted to have a fraternity where uh, it wasn't just such a stuffy Masonic meeting. They wanted to have fun. They wanted to have uh, uh, drinks and cocktails and laughter and things like that that you normally wouldn't get. And they saw you were qualified for that Sure. Part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they wanted something with all the uh, the, the, the flair. Uh, B- Billy Florence was an actor. And uh, he was fascinated with Arabian culture back in the day, 150 years ago. We don't we don't think of the Middle East as we do now, uh, but it was this fantastic uh, fantasy place where you know, uh, full of mystic, you know, mysterious uh, things that uh, everybody wanted to be a part of. And so they they decided to form this fraternity based on Arab Arab culture, wearing wearing a fez. Uh, and and they called it uh, ancient Arabic order of a mystic shrine, and so uh, like I said, it's it's been around. Uh, fast forward a hundred years later, um, one hundred and fifty years later, rather, uh, we are not as not at our peak at membership as we used to be, but we're still one hundred and seventy five thousand members strong. Awesome, uh, awesome. We are international in uh, uh, countries uh, in uh, North America, Central America, uh, the. The Philippines and also Europe and Australia. So, uh, like I said, we are truly Shriners International. Uh, that's that's great. And and Mitch, there's another anniversary, and this is really the the highlight of our topic today. Uh, tell us about the the next anniversary. Uh, well, Shriners Hospitals for Children um, actually begin planning their days in the 1910s. Um, during that time. They put the groundwork in for our hospitals, and we actually opened our first hospital in 1922 in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, They were state-of-the-art pediatric pediatric and orthopedic program uh, that took care of of children, whether they had a bone deficiency, spinal bifida, um, and it even extended into uh, part of polio and cleft lip and palate back in that time. And they kept on groaning, groaning, growing. And now, anything that's neuromuscular and skeletal conditions, we actually take care of those kids, uh, regardless of the family's ability to pay. Uh, we have 21 hospitals uh, currently. Yeah, speaking and, of that, go ahead. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, um, where are those hospitals currently located? Oh, they're all over the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Um, the, again, the one that opened up in 1922 is in Shreveport, Louisiana. We have Honolulu, Hawaii. We have the Twin Cities. Uh, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, Spokane, Washington, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, Montreal, Quebec, uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Lexington, Kentucky, which is also with Coursera Charities. So there's a lot of people that uh, run through the Midwest over at that hospital and visit there very often. Um, Greenville, South Carolina, Mexico City, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, Los Angeles, California, Galveston, Texas, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Canton, Ohio, which was actually one of our first burn hospitals that actually moved from Cincinnati into our Canton, Ohio um, area at this time. And then we have uh, Tampa, Florida, Sacramento, California, and uh, that's, the, that's the ones that we have right now on the list. We also do offer clinics and stuff that are outreach clinics, and we do have a mobile care center as well. That that is it's incredible. So, uh, just so for our listeners know, when they see uh, Shriners out there, they're more than just a group wearing silly hats or in parades or something like that. Yes, <laughs> riding little cars. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that, um, of course, and we'll touch more on on the um, 
the financial aspect of it. But um, what about transportation? Is and I know that you've you've been involved with transporting mm-hmm. children to these uh, centers. So how do the the uh, the shrine, the individual shrines, how do they participate in terms of transporting the children that need treatment to those various hospitals? Okay, so like I said earlier, the counties that, that we're in from Bahia, because we come from the Orlando, Florida area, Central Florida, um, we have van drivers that give up their personal time to take transport children from our area to the hospital that can assist them whether that's going up to Canton, Ohio because a child's burned severely and we need to put them on a, a private plane to fly them up there or picking them up in Orlando and driving them to Tampa or Shreveport, Louisiana for the specific care they need. We take care of that, and it's regardless of family's ability to pay, and we transport them. And we got some new stuff happening in the next, uh, the next couple months with our 100-year anniversary of the hospital. That's some great partnerships with the local leaders. Yeah, and I definitely want to... Uh touch on that because I think that's extremely important to to people that are, are listening. Um, so let's go ahead and and take our first break and, and let's get back to, I have another question specifically to you, Mitch, about the uh, uh, transportation issue and, and one experience that you had. Sounds great. And Sense, the Real Value Series. My name is Bill Slover, financial advisor with Allen & Company. Uh, we have with us Mitch Loken and Brian Johns from the Bahia Shrine in Orlando. And also joining us now is Robin Chaddock, our marketing person from Allen & Company. So welcome, Robin. Thank you. I appreciate participating. You'll this enjoy is, it. This is going to be cool because um, you haven't mentioned one thing, Bill. You write a blog also for Allen Investments called, under the same title, Real Value. He doesn't promote himself very well. That's my job, of course. <laughs> but he wrote a beautiful um, message about the Shriners organization, in particular one young lady, in one of your blogs. So make sure our audience knows that and checks us out at com real value. So I just wanted to do a shameless plug of you. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I, um, I'd like to pick up where we, we, we left off before the break, and we were talking about transportation. And, and Mitch, you relayed a story to me that I think would be fabulous for our listeners to hear. And when you did one of your first uh, transportations of a young man who was, I believe, going to get a prosthetic in, was it, is it Tampa? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was getting yeah. prosthetic legs in Tampa. Um, he was actually, from the time he was born until he was seven years old, he was uh, wheelchair-bound. Um, he was never able to walk. He went through a year and a half of physical therapy, um, put on dif- different prosthetics um, on his legs. And when I went to pick him up with one of the other Shriners, he goes, I'm getting my new legs today. You can leave the wheelchair at home. That's what he said as a seven-year-old. And I'm like, now I'm following protocol, right? (laughs) So I'm like, nope, the people that are in charge of this tell me I have to have the wheelchair in the van. We have to bring you in, just like, you know, certain hospitals. Right. You're never able to just get out of surgery and run out the front door, right? You got to get wheelchaired out at least to where your car is. Protocol. Yeah. So we go through all those protocols and procedures. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just put it in there and have them do a ride-along. You know, so I finally convinced him that we can have the wheelchair as a ride along in the van. We're driving him from the Groveland area 
We take him all the way to the hospital. And he gets checked in. He goes in. He has uh, his his therapy. After that, they fit him with his new prosthetics. Uh, we eat lunch. Then he goes through uh, the training with his new prosthetics on the gate where they show how you can walk and make sure that all the pressure is hitting the right points and everything fits right. And he comes running out 20 minutes later after he goes through oh. his last appointment. He goes, I told you I didn't need the wheelchair. And I'm like, well, now we got to take it home. You know, so we brought the wheelchair back uh, to, to Groveland with him and said, hey, you know what? We need to leave this here just in case something happens or something doesn't work right. Your next follow appointment is in about 30 to 45 days. We'll pick you up and take it back there. And he's like, but I don't need it. I don't need it. He just kept telling me he didn't need it. And I'm like, all right, well, if you don't need it when you go back to your next appointment, why don't you give it to another child that's there that could use your chair? Oh. And he goes, okay. So he literally took the wheelchair partially out of the van with me, pushed it in there, and gave it to the wheelchair department and said, I don't need this more, anymore. Give it to the next child. Oh, my gosh. As a seven-year-old. So- how, can, how amazing is that for a child that's seven years old can really conceptualize that and make stuff happen and, and do something so good in this world? Talk about seeing something profound in your life. Mm-hmm. How, so if I would have seen that, I, first of all, I'd have been uh, boohooing. And so, I mean, I don't even know. I could. I don't know how I could get you know get control of myself and my emotions. You obviously are impacted by these kids all the time. I don't. Yeah, you you gain a composure, but I can't. You're doing it for that whole reason. That's the reason, right? Yep. Is experiencing what you just shared with us. Yeah, and that's a tremendous point, right? right? We we do this, right, for, and I don't know if I shared this, I don't think I did earlier. I'm also a member of the same shrine with, with these two gentlemen. And um, I'm sorry, Brian, I use the term gentleman loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I have known each other. For, for t- over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's a quarter of a century, if you want to look at yeah. it in perspective. But um, so... Brian, do you have any any what what kind of and I'm going to touch on this a little bit more. What what uh, story really stands out to you in my, your experience? My my aha moment came, and you were actually I think with me on this day. Is one day the uh, drum and bugle corps was playing a performance at the Shrine Hospital in Tampa, and we were outside. They brought children out, patients who came out with us. Uh, and we let them play on the instruments. But then we started to play some songs. And to see all these children marching around to the beat of the music and their prosthetic, you know, and prosthetic legs and, and walking. Uh, some of them were, were playing on the drums using the, the prosthetic hands. And they were just having the time of their lives. And that was like the aha, the light bulb came on moment where, wow, this... You know, even even though I'm doing something as as unimportant as playing the tuba, I'm still making a positive in, impact on these these kids' lives and 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 helping them live up to their full potential to enjoy themselves. And that's when the light bulb came on to go, "Wow, that's why we do this." Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and and like I said, it was something I'll never forget. And, and it's probably. Out of all the things I've done, probably that day, one of my proudest moments as a Shriner, believe it or not. 
No, I, I, I'm going to relate to that. You shared that story with me. Uh, it's actually a similar story, but okay. it was a different location. Okay. Yeah, and, okay. and I'll touch on that a little bit. One of the things I, I really wanted to touch on is sometimes the distance from a hospital can be quite significant. And I know there's a lot of exciting things happening now um, that are actually going to make these treatments much more accessible. And Mitch, you also shared with me some different um, partnerships that the Shrine has developed. And, and if you could touch on those, I would really, I, I know our listeners would love to hear that. Yeah, sure. So I'll give you another example. There's people with our 22 hospitals, or 21 hospitals, you guys know they're all over the world. So some are traveling by plane, some are bus, you know, everything under the way. Any way to get them to the hospital and get the care that they need. Um, so recently, just like you have certain hospitals that are condensing the, their ER units, and you guys see the little um, medic clinics coming up, and you see the smaller ERs, so they don't have those big hospitals in the metro, metropolitan uh, areas. We are actually partnering with different hospital groups. So our Ch Shriners Children's Florida has actually recently um, came with Jackson Health and U Health, which is out of the University of Miami. So if a child's down in... Key West or, you know, down Miami area, instead of them going two, three hours, four hours traveling to our Tampa hospital, they're going to be able to go right to the University U Health of Miami and get taken care of. And then we also have the same situation in Jacksonville. And uh, Jacksonville, we actually have a partnership with them, and we're starting to be their orthopedic uh, center at Jacksonville Children's Care. And with that, we will actually have uh, uh, our own building um, in the area that's going to be steps away from the Holtz Children's Hospital. So if someone's in the wow. South Carolina, you know, South Georgia, Alabama area, you know, in the Panhandle type, instead of them going all the way through the Panhandle, all the way down to Tampa, mm -hmm. they can just go I-10, for instance, right into Jacksonville, get the care that they need, and go right back home, or 75, depending on where they're at, if they're north or south. So those regions are actually happening at all our hospitals right now with our extra mobile clinics so they can get the care faster. And instead of being in the car or traveling long distance, staying overnight, they're going to be able to go in and out uh, as an outpatient care, get the care they need, and then go right back home and enjoy the rest of their time. We're also incorporating a lot of the telemedicine now with, mm -hmm. with, with all the... Uh... That's correct. Yeah, uh, when, with follow-up visits, rather than having to drive them hours to the location to briefly see the doctor and, and have a follow-up, uh, a lot of the work can be done uh, electronically, uh, just like Zoom meetings and everything else. Uh, that's a, not, another way to have a cost-efficient way to work smarter and, and, and not harder. So. And we're able to uh, send the prosthetics that we make in the Tampa area and send them uh, directly to the, the area that they can get their immediate care to. So they can pick their color of prosthetics they want, whether it's pink, blue, you know, uh, they want some certain icon Sports on team, it. Sports cartoon team. character, yeah. We send it right to them. We can fit them right through telehealth. It's customized to their, their style preference and also to the activity they love to do. 100%. That is so awesome. And we're going to touch a little bit more on that, too, right after the next break. So we will be right back. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents. My name is Bill Slover, financial advisor with Allen & Company of Florida. Uh, my guests with me today are, again, Mitch Loken, Brian Johns from the Bihia Shrine in Orlando, and also Robin Chaddock, the uh, Allen & Company 
marketing guru. And <laughs> wow. Wow. I That's, think I just got a promotion. You, you did, but you didn't get the raise to go in. I don't think so. <laughs> no. And Robin, while we were on break, you had had a couple of interesting points, and, and I'm really glad you did because, you know, we're so involved with it um, that sometimes we assume that, that people know the answers to this. And you had a couple of interesting questions, and if you would uh, bring that so that our, our listeners can hear that, Absolutely. Too. Um, and, you know, I think I definitely identified with the fact that, yes, we see you in the parades. We, we recognize you from the hats. But, you know, I think also uh, the generosity of your time and everything that you're doing, I think I really want to understand. First of all, one of my questions is around how many kids are served? Is there an age demographic that we're talking about? So as young as, as old as, and what's the big number? of kids that are served on an annual basis? We serve 23,000 patients a year uh, in, in all the different avenues of, of health care that we give. Our orthopedic visits number 385,000 visits per year. Uh, and again, we treat multiple conditions. Uh, that's just the orthopedics. Right. The 23,000 is actually new patients that come in every year. Right. So that's why the, the visit number of the 300,000 was a lot more than the 23,000. Um, so right now, we, we actually uh, take care of over 1.5 million uh, children throughout wow. the world. And wow. this doesn't mean if you're in the Philippines, we're going to take care of you. If you're in, you know, Dubuque, Iowa, we're going to take care of you. You know, where, you know, wherever you are, anywhere in the world, if one of the, the Shriners systems can help you and give you a better life and make that child's life better, and improve the the impact on that family we're going to do that right um for the ages they are from the time they're born until they're 18 years old there is a little bit of transition program after they're 18 but pretty much it's from the time they're born until they're 18. so um, we started the cleft lip and palate years and years ago literally babies were born with the cleft lip and palate they would actually do the surgeries at the hospitals within a couple days and then our surgeons actually trained other doctors to do it. Um, and I actually uh, broke my mo arm in a motorcycle accident. And crazy world it is, the doctor that fixed my arm was actually trained in our orthopedic hospital out west. That's and so he did his residency in, a, in Shriners Hospital. And then he fixes a Shriners arm after a motorcycle accident. How crazy is that? That's you know? divine intervention is what <laughs> yeah, we call that. Definitely. Yeah. So that, that's very interesting. As, um, as a parent of a child who is in need, what does that process look like? Is it, is it really hyper-involved? Is it really lengthy? Can you give us just kind of some highlights on that? Well, to me, it's quick and easy. It's two things. Do you like to talk over the phone or do you want to do it on the Internet, right? Wow. So you can literally go to ShrinersChildrens.org and go right on the website. You can actually fill out the form of your child's condition. Um, you can have your doctor also assist you or your medical representative that's helping you out. Mm -hmm. Or you can literally pick up the phone and dial 800-237-5055 and go through the process uh, uh, over the phone. It's entirely up to how that person would like to be taken care of. Or you can go to your local uh, Shrine Center mm -hmm. if you know where it is. And you can talk to them, and they will walk you through the process as well. I would imagine there's an average time that from the from the point of that phone call to the 
the point of first therapy session. Do you have any idea what that kind of? I'm sure it's specific to what the need is, but yeah, is there an average? From case to case. Okay. It, 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 but are we talking it, months? Well, or are we talking well, weeks? I'll, I'll tell you this: if it's a if it's a child that has two or second or third degree burns, and they need to be taken care of, and the your local hospital can't take care of it, we will have that child airlifted within the day and taken to our hospital and start them in our burn treatment process. Wow. And actually at our hospital in Dayton, Ohio, we actually grow skin and everything like that to speed up the process even for that child to go and be healthier faster because everything else in the burn process, they're scraping the skin off you yeah. and trying to let your old skin grow back. So we can actually straight, scrape the skin off you and put new skin on, skin on that child. And, and get it taken care of faster. Yeah, Shriners have come out with a lot of new uh, techniques, uh, technology uh, for, for treatments uh, and when it comes to burns and orthopedics. Mm -hmm. They've come out with a lot of new innovations. And that's the thing with these partnerships that we have with these, with these hospitals now. Yep. We're bringing our technology, our knowledge, our expertise to, to the hospitals and, and sharing it and, and then using the resources of the hospitals to give more care to more kids in more places. So yep. it's really a win-win for everyone. So is there a research arm with the Shriners then? Is that... We do have a medical research that um, certain uh, laboratories um, take on certain health conditions. Okay. Um, so, you know, when polio happened, we, we were the first uh, group that started taking over some of the polio situations. When cleft lip and palate was a, of a birth disorder, we started taking care of that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a I, we have a gait analysis machine yep. where, where, where uh, children wear sensors, just like uh, CGI in the movies, and it, and it monitors their walking, so that we know what corrections to make uh, to an, an improve their walk and their stance and 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 overall movement. Exactly. Wow. And one of the things is we we were actually the creators of the first pediatric spinal cord injury uh, program, where we were actually taking uh, assisting with spinal. Uh, cord issues like spinal bifida. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we actually also dedicate our first pediatric burns hospital. Like those were things that we did, you know, without the help of anybody except the local community by having them support us by making donations and, and assisting in the process. God, that's so impressive. And I, and thank you. I appreciate you sharing this because I probably have a hundred more questions, but I know you have a, I know you have a, 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 a program that you want to keep running. Yeah, look, with, so. look, I mean, these are, these are uh, items that sometimes because we're so uh, deep in the weeds in this, we, we just don't think what people don't know. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's real important that anybody can, that's listening, they understand exactly what this is all about. Um, Brian, let me ask you a question. Um, if anybody listening and they say, I want to, I want to some help, how help with this work that the Shriners do. Give us some examples of what they can do. Sure. Um, Shriners are still a Freemason-based organization. They were started by Freemasons 150 years ago, and that's still uh, true today that it, to uh, be a Shriner, it's a prerequisite to be a Freemason first. And if you are a Freemason and would like to join Shriners, um, the website for that is be a Shriner now dot com and uh of course if you want to help patients uh and and 
refer a child. Mitch already gave the uh, website as shrinerschildrens.org. And then if you want to just donate for the Shriners and uh, uh, just give cash donations like for the advertisements on TV, uh, the, the website is lovetotherescue.org. So like I said, you can actually be a member. You don't have to be a Mason or a Shriner to, to give to the Shriners. Um, like I said, it's, it's a great organization that helps kids and helps children live to their full potential. And that's our goal. Our, our, our main purpose is to have fun, but fun with a purpose. And, 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 and yeah, and I think that's, you know, a lot of the, the perception is, you know, because we do have a good time. I mean, we, we really do. And, you know, as the Bible says, the Lord loves a gracious giver. So that's our perception of how that yeah. works. We are going to, we are going to, we are going to help as many people as, as for children as possible. But we're really going to have a good time doing it, and and, it, and that we do. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about this a, a little bit further and a couple other topics before we wrap up. We'll wrap up, and we're gonna come back in our our next segment, and we do that. So we'll be right back. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents. With me is Rich. I'm sorry, Mitch Loken, Brian Johns, and Robin Shattuck. My name is Bill Slover, financial advisor with Allen & Company. Uh, we left off, uh, we, we spoke earlier about some of the conditions that are most common that people might be familiar with that are treated at the hospitals. And, and, and Mitch, apparently there's a lot more. And if you could just touch on a couple of those, uh, I think our listeners would be fascinated with that. No problem. Uh, we take care of a lot of wound in wound care in skin disorders. Um, we do a lot of sports medicine. Um, so, sports medicine. Yeah. So like we, you have kids. Remember, it's zero to eighteen. So mm-hmm. you know, if a child is out there running around playing, something happens. They break a, a bone or hurt themselves in a way and need the rehabilitation and everything to get back on uh, the saddle again and and go and have fun. Um, you know, we help out with that. Um, we also uh, do uh, uh, any pediatric surgeries, like I spoke before about, like the cleft lip and palate. When you know the baby just comes out brand new, there's something that they can grow. Uh, we actually grow bones. Um, there's a condition that we can actually put a, a rod in your bone and grow your bone through magnets. So if one of your arms or your legs is shorter than the other, you know um, we can actually grow your bone in time and. And get you taken care of. Uh, osteogenesis imperfecta, which is brittle bone disease. Um, we have a whole IV situation that we created that actually assists the, the child to have a, a better life. There's some local people in our community that have, uh, you know, been through there. Um, there's also bone growth that they actually like where your elbow and your joints meet, kind of like uh, arthritis, you know. Instead of it being on your hands, it's in your joints. And so sometimes your bones will grow. So you have to have those bones shaved down over time. And there's kids that have had two, 300 surgeries by just continually shaving those bones and getting them taken care of. Um, so anything really with the neuromuscular and skeletal situations, um, there's over 300 uh, different situations. And I will tell you this, I'm not a doctor and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night. So um, 
I can't tell you all the words and all the conditions we take care of because I'm probably going to pronounce them wrong. Um, so uh, just just to save face a little bit on that one, uh, Bill, I'll just uh, <laughs> let you take it over from there. <laughs> but you can still go on the website, again, ShrinersChildrens.org, to look up the actual yep. list of all the, all the conditions that we do treat. Uh, to see if you have a ch- uh, if there's a child in need uh, that we can provide for, uh, you know I've uh, we all have been uh, to one of these facilities, well multiple facilities run by the shrine. Is there a, a program, Brian, that um, if an individual just said, you know, I'd really like to see the inner workings or one of these facilities? Are there there are programs where Somebody can can look if they're thinking, for example, they're thinking maybe that's a, a good place I'd like to donate to, but I'd like to see the workings of it. Is there a- anything to accommodate that? Well, pr- probably, just like I said, going on love to the rescue dot org would be the best way uh, because of HIPAA regulations. I'm not sure that people can just visit a hospital unannounced or without for arranging a tour in advance. Right. Right there. I know. And that, I guess that's the, my question. Yeah. I'll, are there opportunities for, assuming you have advance notice, to, to actually tour? Are there events that, that take place where somebody could take a tour of a facility? I think it uh, depends on the, each individual facility contacting them in advance. Um, Mitch, do you know the answer to that? Yes. Um, if we contact it or you guys contact any uh, local hospital that is in your area that's one of our Shrine hospitals, they will arrange everything. Um, due to the certain conditions with, you know, COVID and stuff, you do have to go through extra protocols, just as our kids have had to go through extra protocols getting uh, taken care of through uh, COVID because we do have to adhere to all those health regulations. Um, but, yes, you can get a private tour of our hospital. Um, there's There's been football games, uh, you know, the East West Shrine game that came and played in St. Pete, you know, a few years ago. Every year the players went and actually visit our hospital and got a private tour. And the best part of it, of their whole entire week while they're here, and they were all seniors that were getting ready to go to the pros, they all got to see the kids, and they go, I'm not even worried about football. I just want to go play basketball with Jimmy over there or push <laughs> Susie on the swing. or you know." And their experience was they loved the hospital and, and seeing our hospital in Tampa. So uh, you can tour our POPs program there, which is the prosthetics and orthopedics that get sent all over the world for all the kids. Uh, through our telemedicine and everything like that, that's right here in the state of Florida. Yeah. The prosthetics uh, center is awesome. Uh, That's where we learned about the fact that these prosthetics are carved, uh, custom fit for the children, designed by the children, uh, and and specialized depending on what type of activity they like to do. Uh, We had a child who loves to play golf, uh, and they fitted the arm prosthetics so that they could hold the golf club properly, uh, like I said, it's just uh, it it depends on on the condition the child has and what activity they like to do. But we can customize a prosthetic to fit their lifestyle. Yeah, we had two other ones there. That one was an X game person, and they kept going over moguls and and breaking their prosthetic. So they had to really make a new one like a that was more durable, yeah. so he they could do it. And then we had another little lady that wanted to play the violin, and she actually has an apparatus that she can she can hold the bow and play the violin and she's played it for for a couple events that we've been at in the past so they can really engineer some great stuff and it's all because the people support the shiners and uh continue to donate that's awesome absolutely awesome you know we we actually had a um a very famous 
patient, a uh, former um, Shrine Hospital patient, and she was on uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and we, we all got to meet her yep. at, at one point. And yeah, she was an amazing singer. Um, call her name. <laughs> Catchy. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, do you remember, uh, I, I remember her, her story, um, uh, how she had been burned and, and treated. Uh, give us some more details on that, if you know. Well, um, the situation that happened, I, I won't bring that up. I know she, uh, with HIPAA laws and stuff, we don't talk about too much of that stuff. But sure. um, she did have a situation where she was, she was burned. Um, she was transported to our closest hospital. Um, and she went through the treatments there that basically we did the same process of regrowing the skin. It's, it's very traumatic. And one of the things our hospitals do so well is that they put all the other children that are going through the same experiences and have them grow together. Mm-hmm. So it's not just your experience. It's everybody else's experience. And they actually build off each other when they're, when they're working and playing together. They, go, they get to go to camps. They get to have a lot of fun. And Catchy was one of the ones that actually started singing for the people at the hospital. And so one of the things she was doing is during their open time that they have throughout the day, she would sing other songs to the other patients. So essentially, they're not feeling alone in this is what they're fostering, which Mm -hmm. is brilliant. That's just brilliant. Yeah, and and Brian, you shared with us uh, your aha moment um, when at the the hospital in Tampa. Um, Mitch, you shared a a, a story of, about your first transportation of, of a child, and I I know we we all have many stories. Brian, do you have any other major stories that are things that really just made you say this is why I do what I do? I have some personal stories of, of thing, things that I've experienced myself, uh, that, that opportunities that I've, I've had that I wouldn't have had hadn't I been a Shriner. Uh, we have a club or a unit, uh, clubs and units that, that uh, have different types of activities for any hobby or interest that you might like to have and perhaps some that you haven't. Uh, an opportunity came for me to drive a race car <laughs> and uh, like I said, it was a great experience that uh, I, I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, I got pictures of it. It's a memento I'll carry for the rest of my life. But uh, like I said, uh, uh, we have musicians, uh, sport, out, outdoor activities, golfers, uh, any any activity or that you could think of. We we probably have a club for at the Shriners. We also uh, have clubs according to the geographic location. Excellent, excellent. I can tell you my uh, the the story that sticks out more than anything, and and um, I play in the drum and bugle corps, uh, a trumpet player uh, as well. And we were at, at the um, in Minnesota at the hospital, and I know Brian, you were there, and you were probably there. Uh, we were basically there, and we played for the kids. And at one point, uh, a young lady came out. She had one arm, and she announced that she wanted to be a drummer and one of our percussionists who's who's actually he does percussion for a living and he managed to set up a little drum for her to play and um taught her as well as he could in those those couple minutes and you know they say music is not 
about what you hear, but it's really about what you feel. And, you know, given that and that performance and watching her and the look on her face with that one drumstick in her hand, I would say that that was the best per- percussion performance that I had ever seen in my life. And it's certainly one that what stands out more than anything. Uh, and the, there, there's another part of that story that I, I, we just don't have time for right now. But um, I want to thank both of you for coming into to the studio and, and sharing your experiences, sharing about the, the Shriners and, and the hospital and all, all the great work that's done. So we are going to wrap it up for today. And thanks so much to to Mitch and Brian and Robin for being here. Again, my name is Bill Slover with Allen & Company. And thank you. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.